Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. So we find gigs, we find like some other stuff. We don't rely on uh, we don't rely on the swell or the pay that we have or the income that we get from business. We find other things to make our dreams come true. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beithyong. Welcome to episode 104 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be featuring a startup that is at the forefront of automating how to do tax payment and compliance in the Philippines. And to share us that will be their co-founders, EJ and Ginger Arboleda of TaxSumo. 
Now, before they took a leap of faith, EJ and Ginger were both hustlers in their own right, wherein EJ worked for 17 years in corporate while doing side hustling, like website development and photography. And Ginger was a natural entrepreneur and she started out early and had different businesses like hot young designers and Manila workshops. And they will share how they accidentally created Taxumo out of their own experience of getting tax penalties when they were doing hustling and how they pitched their idea after getting great feedback, which led them to join Ideaspace where they got exponential traction. They're also gonna share how they overcame their biggest challenge that rocked their business model and cash flow, along with how they actually manage and keep company culture alive even during the pandemic. And stick around till the end because they will give amazing advice and how you can actually manage to have a side hustle while still being an entrepreneur. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Taxumo, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Health Share Podcast. We are again. I missed. I missed doing this. I missed interviewing power couples in the world of the startup PH community. And again, shout out to our sponsor, Idea Space, because I've been giving these guys shout out for the past three months now, um, because they're the best in what they do. But before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show EJ and Ginger Arboleda of Taxumo. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries, I'm perfect. Not, it, yeah, again, so EJ and Ginger, thanks for being here and welcome. Oh, to yeah. Oh, no, man. Thanks for having us, Ron. Thank you, Ron. All right. Before I uh, start, I just want to give shout outs to you both because literally I was two to three episodes in. When you guys did a workshop in We Remote, which ended up as our studio too. So this is my studio. If you wow. See, right? Oh, okay, okay. I was there. You guys did a workshop. Right? Yes. Through Manila <laughs> workshops. It's like how to do a podcast and whatnot. And lo and behold, uh, a year and a half uh, 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 time passed by. And now it's, it's blown over. I, I can't even quantify yeah. it anymore. It's Congratulations, Congratulations, Ron! Year and a half, na ba? Yeah, Grabe. more. What? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because that's around Feb last year, more or less. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pandemic. But kudos to the consistency. Thank you. No, really, yeah, that's yeah? a key. That's a key. Um, yeah. And again, uh, you guys started it. I just took the baton, stole it from you, and just ran with it. Like, <laughs> no, like no. a thief in no, the no, night. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. So, guys, before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million-dollar question, which you have to pay taxes for. Um, uh, <laughs> what, uh, Ginger and EJ, what's your hustle? Yeah. So, our mission really, Ron, is to to help people with their tax compliance no, in the Philippines. But uh, but aside from that, it's really about giving back time to them. Uh, a lot of the MSMEs in the Philippines, we spend too much time on tedious stuff, mm-hmm. uh, most especially taxes. Yes. <laughs> taxes. So, what we want is to help them save time and focus more in their business because we know it's not easy like growing and sustaining a business. So, mm-hmm. uh, we try to help them by automating things that they find very tedious. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I think the most tedious, the most 
painful, at least in our experience, has been taxes. Mm. You know, we 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 we've um, actually see Ginger. She has personal mm. experience with you know um, like accountants who flaked out. And at the end of the day, it's not the accountant who's going to be accountable. It's you as the right. business owner, right? Sure. So, you know, yes, exactly. So, um, so even though you're outsourcing a lot of the work, you cannot outsource the risk. And that's sort of like what we want to help people with because, you know, we want to... The assurance of having a platform that's always there is right. different from, you know, having, to, you know, having someone who might... Mm-hmm not be there if they have a problem and you have to understand you know stuff mm-hmm. like that but uh, you know um this is this is really what we want to help with because this was a pain that we experienced ourselves absolutely and it's not an easy pain to go through especially when you're paying penalty already you know <laughs> yes. Uh, yes it's 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 something that you know uh, unfortunately is part of what we do uh whether as a mm-hmm. citizen or as a business owner we have to go through this uh, and you have to, you know, be compliant because it's, there's only two constants in life, death and taxes, right? So that's what it is. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> yes, that's right? true. Yeah, but true. before we get carried so, away, I need you to buckle up real quick because we're going to go back. Now mm-hmm. we have upgraded because of ideas. We were able to upgrade our, our infrastructure and I need you to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. <sighs> What? Wow! It's bigger now. Nice. You call it sounds like uh, Elsa. Who's gonna come out of Frozen? <laughs> so okay, real quick. Exactly. Even your daughter. Oh, come here. <laughs> Seven seater. Seven <laughs> seater. All right. Um. I, I need to go back before we talk about yeah. Taxumo and how you guys built it. You guys are a power couple. Be even before Taxumo. Right. Uh, I know uh, Mommy Ginger's hustle, but I want to know EJ's hustle first. EJ, um, what was your first recollection of hustling in terms of, you know, uh, going to the entrepreneurial route? Because, again, um, we never are a finished product. Until now, we're never a finished product. Mm, You have to build your skill set and your competencies over time. And how did you do Mm. that for you? For me, well, I dabbled in a lot of things. Okay. Um, I tried out photography, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed because it was a creative outlet. So I tried to see, okay, can I turn this into a business? Mm-hmm. Um, so I dabbled with that. Um, and then, so I would go to like, you know, like birthday parties. As in, ganong level ng photography. Um, just birthday to see, parties. Exactly. Yes. To, to see whether this was something that, that you know made sense for me, something that I enjoyed, something that I would be able to sustain. So that was like my first foray into like essentially working for myself. Um, and then afterwards, it was a lot of it was really um, like for example, the blog of our family. So our family before had a blog. It was Manila Reviews, yung pangalan. And you know, as a family, we would write blogs. Um, so I was in charge of like taking care of like making sure everything's running, nice. trying to see whether we could get sponsorships, stuff like mm-hmm. that. No, uh, so we got we got a lot of free meals out nice. of it, but not really something that that you know that could um, like put a roof over our heads, basically. Mm-hmm. No, um, and a lot of it was was uh, and also of course freelancing. Yeah. I tried out um, doing a lot of because my background is really tech. 
So mm. I tried out uh, mainly like, you know, setting up websites for people, super yeah, yeah, yeah. simple stuff like that, WordPress, mm. um, development. I also dabbled into like project management. I worked with like wow. a team of developers mm-hmm. um, as a freelance side gig before. Because mm. my background is I'm, I'm really an employee uh, okay. For the longest time, for like right. 17 years, I was an wow. employee. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of these things on the side, seeing whether, you know, something would stick. Got it. Um, yeah, but of the two of us, I think Ginger is really like the more natural entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was the one who helped push me towards um, like she, like making things bigger, basically. Right. Um, and not just something that, you know, that would help me afford that. PS3 mm. no time na yon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yon. So so that's where my hustle came from. Got it. No, no. Uh, before before we switch over to Ginger, right? So this these were side hustles that you were doing while you were doing corporate, right? And yes. you mentioned that Ginger pushed you over, right? And that's mm. a big risk because I'm pretty sure when you you did this, you're already married and there are bigger responsibilities to, to mm-hmm. cover. Right. Yeah. For you, because a lot of our listeners, and I get this randomly week on week on week on week, they are current employees who are mm-hmm. now dabbling into the idea of jumping to be an entrepreneur or doing right. something on their own. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the scariest shit ever because again, there's no such, there's nothing more addictive than mm-hmm. getting salary on 15 and 30th. Yes, right. that's yes. the most addictive thing because all of a sudden, regardless <laughs> of what happens, you know your bank account check it out 1538 or something, right? Yes, but as an entrepreneur, that's a question mark now. But for you, mm-hmm. how did you then transition that out? Because it's scary, and especially if both of you are becoming entrepreneurs yourself, that risk doubles. So, how did you do that? Yes, well, um, I mean. I think a lot of it came from Ginger helping me realize what's the worst that could happen. Mm. You know, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is I'll probably, you know, you know, whatever business we were into that time won't fly. Mm. And then I would ha- have to look for a job again. Okay. Which is back to corporate. Yeah. And then and it's basically, you know, the worst is status quo. You know, that's the thing. So, like, you know, it's not, it's not really, like, the worst. But having said that, I think um, I, I do have to recognize that there is, you know, um, certain privileges that, that were afforded to us by, for example, my parents. Because they're stable. So, I know that, like, you know, worst case, I could live with them. <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, but, you know, so, so I, I do have to recognize that, that psychologically, at least, there is a huge safety net for me. Um, but having said that, you know, um, having said that, I, I do think that, you know, at, at the end of the day, of course, I would not dip into that pool as much as possible. Of course. Um, because I think that's, that's, you know, that's also sort of me... Yeah, I don't want to like burden my parents anymore because uh, I'm an adult myself, you know, so I don't want to burden my parents. But again, you know, the worst really for us was that, you know, we had a little bit of like savings. Mm-hmm. Um, let's use that. Let's see how far this will go. And mm-hmm. then worst case, if this doesn't fly, I'll have to look for a job again. Which when you think about it, isn't that bad anyway? Correct, correct. You know? and there's that there's that window also, I guess, for for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that they said that it's either you're you're not that young and you're not that old to take that big risk because as you grow further mm-hmm. in life, that that responsibility also it just gets scarier because now there's there's mm-hmm. so much bills on your name and you know amortization and whatever else you're paying uh, <laughs> uh, doubles. Now let's go mm-hmm. to the one responsible. 
pulling people. <laughs> okay. So, I want to understand, Mommy Ginge. So, I've known you for a while mm. through my fiance, Noreen. So, shout out to her. Um, yeah. I, I want to know because I'm literally on your LinkedIn right now. I did not know that you had so much hustles before, like doing zip serve, <laughs> you know, hot young designers. And I didn't know you were also part of UB. So shout out yes. to sponsor, Union Bank Global Linker. Union Bank, <laughs> so, correct. Describe to me your journey as an entrepreneur and how did you at least uh, accumulate those those tasks or tasks? I mean skills. Uh, yeah. You, you 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 garnered over the years before you jumped to being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess no picking up from I guess what EJ mentioned a while ago. Nah, I think he mentioned that I'm the more entrepreneurial in nature. I think it's about like how I was brought up as well. Okay. Um, at the young age of eleven, because about this is this is such a weird like hi, uh, history. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I was not uh, uh, I was a chubby kid. Okay, let's okay. put it that way. I was I'm a chubby, chubby adult. Kid. And a <laughs> so my mom, when I was like 11, used to send me to the gym. So at that oh. year, early age of 11, I got mm. to know how to talk to like people who were not my age. Mm. So I was exposed to the titas of Manila, ah. to the older people, like people, professionals, no, people right. from different walks of life. So I guess that's where I found like different um I was exposed to different things, basically. Yeah. I was exposed to people who was who were selling, let's say, cookies in the gym or cookies. Weird, wow. no? Cookies in the gym, but it's what, a happen. Who was selling that? <laughs> cookies in the it's gym. Genius, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you work out and eat cookies after. There <laughs> goes the calories. Yeah. Exactly. So, calamansi concentrate. All of these people, mm. the stickers. Oh, So, at a young age... So I go, oh, this is cool. Like when I'm in the gym, I can actually earn extra revenue by helping other people. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I I uh, I was a reseller. <laughs> I was a reseller. So um so I would look for people who sold things and would sell them to other people because I would stay like for hours in the gym. Normally, para siyang naging daycare. No, my mom would drop us off at uh, during the weekends at uh, me and my sister at. Okay. Uh, let's say 7 a.m. She would pick us up at 7 p.m. So, <laughs> that's kami sa gym. That's and... <laughs> the 12 hours of exercise. That's so, but but it was in a mall, okay? So we would like oh, go around. As well. So there. <laughs> so just the gym. That's torture. What the hell? That's torture. Yeah. So no, no. So it's parang naging okay. daycare for my my, my parents. Okay. So, but but there, I was exposed to that. So okay. I guess like that that exposure led me to look at. Uh, different things and look at things in a different way so as I grew up I would look for side hustles as well so um, in in advertising I would like look for other side gigs no when I was in Union Bank I was already a blogger I was a blogger I am a blogger for more than a decade now so I've been doing this no so Mm -hmm. so there so but my my official like uh, businesses really started with hot young designers, and hot I know Noreen was helped me about with this. She was one of the photographers with with EJ. Yep. So hot young designers was a partnership with between me and my best friend, and mm-hmm. it was uh, the the mission behind that was to help designers who graduated from design school make it big in the industry. Because during that time there was there was no like such thing as like H and M, So it was just bent. 
Bench, Bench and uh, Golden Bench Shop, ABC, Bench Shop. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So, so it's either you became the likes of Rahul Laurel, Frida Peralta, but but obviously, how can you compete? Right? So we were helping them out. Um, but after a year, we found out, we realized, me and my partner realized that it, it would take us like five years before we would achieve ROI. So we wow. decided to cut the business off. Like for clothing, okay. it was it was a really long game and we mm-hmm. couldn't afford because we both we both were employed and doing this as a side business. So okay. um, and then fast forward to that was 2009, 2009, mm-hmm. thereabouts to the to, uh, no, or early year. Sorry, earlier. Yeah, earlier. I guess earlier because okay. in 2012 that's when uh, 2010 um, okay. I got pregnant but then uh, I we were married already you know that time okay. 2009 we were we got okay. married you're officially mommy ginch already then yes yes by by that time then we lost our first oh, no. uh, child really wanted so much more out of this life you know? so mm-hmm. I wanted to do something else I was in Union Bank already I started in Union Bank 2006 mm-hmm. uh, I resigned 2012 when I found out I had Zika I had the next yeah. baby so that's when I said wait I I need to stop I want to basically like reassess my life mm-hmm. and I wanted to see the direct contribution that I would give people mm-hmm. and that's when I started Manila workshops but the idea of Manila workshops is really also for me to find the business that, that I wanted to get into. Got it wasn't the business. It wasn't okay. the business that I mm-hmm. I wanted to start. And then I realized later on, like after five runs or three mm-hmm. to five runs, like, hey, this is something that I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. help people find that business that they want to start or that they could Correct. start or the freelancing career that they want to get into. So mm-hmm. that was the start of Manila Workshop. Nice. And then for Taksumo, Two years uh, onto like uh, running Manila workshops, I realized that oh no, I I I went into this not realizing that there are other things that I need to take care of like the taxes, like taxes compliance. Yep. So I had to pay penalties because I wasn't uh. paying uh, the right forms, and uh, I took I didn't um, what do you call that update all of my manual books of accounts. So I mm-hmm. had to pay penalties. And no one was teaching me that. So I was so stressed, ran to EJ, and he said, like, let me develop something for you. So wow. that's that was the start of Taksumo. Okay. Now, before we go full on Taksumo and take our break, I just want to mm. ask. So this is a big, big uh, uh, leap that you took because um, I've, I've had mothers here before um, who, again, describe motherhood as another full-time job. You know, it's it's yeah. not you know, and you're doing another full time business, and it's a leap of mm-hmm. faith, right? It, how did you balance that both? Because there's also a lot of moms that listen to the show, right, who want to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know. But again, it's scary when you say, oh, there's not, there's no stable income and whatnot." But you know mm-hmm. that if you take that risk, there might be a big uh, pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. But again, it's that first leap of faith. How did you get over that that uh, that initial uh, you know? Um, block that you know because most people get scared again because like oh my god what, mm-hmm. what, what's in it for us and what that well, financially how are the bills how's the baby how are, how are we gonna do all of these things sc- mm-hmm. run to your head now how did you overcome that yeah and how did you balance them out 
Um, I think and I think EJ can attest to this. No, I'm the type of person, kasi, uh that has this. I think abundance mindset really. I don't worry about money too much okay. because for some reason money just comes in if you're like doing the things that you love. Yep. Uh, it's so funny, no? Like there was this one time I'll tell you like such a funny story. Um, there was one time, sabi nung nung kasambahay namin, uh, she was saying, "Ma'am." You need to buy chicken. Uh, you need to buy groceries for for the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get into that. No, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. find time. And Shepra, being like a business owner, you you like start to forget all of these things. And a mom, you forget right. all of these things. And lo and behold, the next day, like uh, she said, oh. Ang dami niyo naman pong binaleng chicken. Para sa ako, bakit? Bumili ba ako? May dumating, ma'am. Mga sampung manok. Para gano'n. Ha? So, nagaling. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like these Pero things. Pero frozen, ah. Hindi live. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a chicken around the 10 chickens all of a sudden took a refuge into your house. Uh, this is a nice place to hang out. <laughs> Infinite eggs. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. So funny, you know. Like, there are a lot of instances, Ron, that those mm. things, like, just happen to yeah. me. But, yeah. And EJ knows, like, we make things uh, basically no if we we want something we find mm-hmm. things to make that thing happen so we right. find gigs we find like some other stuff we don't rely on uh, th- we don't rely on the sweld or the pay that mm-hmm. we have or the income that we get from business we find other things to make our dreams come true you hustle so that's yeah. yeah and maybe maybe lang sorry to add yeah, yeah, maybe ahead. as a testament to like that abundance mindset I think it's yeah. more than just you know the universe taking care of you if you have an abundance mindset <laughs> um I, it's more than that because i like ginger she's like always working and most of the time you know i would ask her why are you still working it's so late um you know and i would find out it's because you know she's doing something for a friend mm. and i'm gonna ask her um so like is she paying you for that no sir. and she'll say no i you know she's a friend i'm helping her out i just want to help these people out so she does a lot of that you know she does a lot of things where it's just her giving mm-hmm. and with nothing in return yeah. and i guess you know and she and you know i mean and i would ask her so what what are you going to get out of that when is the roi on that cuz mm-hmm. my my mind is very much like that what's the roi on that <laughs> <laughs> but her she's like no no roi i just want to make you know i just want to help these people okay fine and then you know and then things like this happen, you know, the, the magical chicken incident. Wow. Um, and, you know, and, you know, later on, we'll get, she'll get gigs because, you know, the people she helped before, you know, they're now reaching out to her and she's an influencer. So they're getting her as a paid influencer now. So she's getting a lot of that. And I think a lot of it is because she gives, you know, and I think that's key to, to the abundance mindset. Uh, at least from what I've seen with Ginger, no? Um, and it's abundance mindset means you give. Abundance mindset means you're not worried. Abundance mindset mm-hmm. means that you recognize that there is more than enough to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And paying it forward without having to access. Most people, I was like, okay, what's in it for me? Oh, but uh, mm-hmm. by paying it forward, you also attract that, that abundance to come back to you and reciprocate it back to you because you're 
you're just out there paying it forward. It doesn't have to be a paid gig. Doesn't have to be whatever. As long as it makes sense, it's also not an open invitation to take advantage of Mami Ginger's kindness. Okay, so don't take advantage <laughs> of her. Okay, like, oh, okay, she'll probably do this for me because she's just no. That's not the case. <laughs> don't take advantage. Dadaan sa akin. Okay. All right. Now let's take our first break, and then we come back and talk about how you now built Tatsumo from the ground up. All right. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Great. And we're back from the break. We're still with Mommy Jeans and EJ Arboleda of Taxuma, who now taught us the abundance mindset. Uh, and again, how the universe literally, again, as, as cliche as it may sound, if you just pay it forward and uh, plant the right seeds. Somehow, some way, it gives you gives it back to you at the right time when you need it. Okay, now let's talk about the ultimate leap of faith. Because um, again, as you've been listening to the hustle share, there Taxumo has been being flexed as one of the top startups uh, by Idea Space here before. So what I want to find out is when you guys. Um, uh, what what was that inflection point? All right, we have something here, and Ginger kind of said uh, said it already. The compliance stuff, it's not easy, and it's a big pain point that most MSMEs overlook. Mm-hmm. How did you and EJ uh, Ginger said that you built this, but how did it become a proper product where you now created something that you can uh, give to the world or sell to the world per se? 
Yeah, sige, sige. So maybe let's start with that, no? with that product that I made for Ginger. It, I wouldn't really call it a product. It's more of like a set of Excel macros um, <laughs> that work together to fill out forms. Okay. You know, so so um, that was the initial thing that, you know, we, we created for Ginger. Um, and then, um, you know, some of her friends saw it because, mm-hmm. you know, she's in Manila Workshop, so sometimes as she's listening in the background, she would be doing her taxes. Um, You know, some people saw what she was using and, you know, they were asking her about it. So we saw that there might be some legs, you know. I I mean, sorry, this this idea might have some legs. So so, so, um, the next thing we did was we pitched it. We joined Mm. pitching competitions. We didn't build anything. That was, there was just that Excel thing that is far from scalable. Yes. So, but we started pitching it. We joined um, E27, the pitching competitions, and that was like our first foray into this whole world of like startups. Um, and you know, we and then we were getting pretty good feedback. So we saw that a sort of validation. Okay, let's take it the next step because one thing that that we were looking at, if we're gonna turn this into a big business, I think we really need to make sure that we'll have enough capital to really make this grow. And if we're getting good feedback from investors and people. Who are like investors then you know this is a good validation for us so that's what happened that's where it started and then we joined idea space so idea space helped us validate the idea further so we got some validation from people who might be interested to invest um so now we started with the formal process of validating it with customers getting out of the building Um, and Yes, yes, exactly. Getting out of the building. We started, um, you know, talking to strangers. Initially, we were talking to doctors. Uh, mm. You know, we would give them free taxation seminars. And at the wow. end, the only thing you have to do is you have to give us feedback. So we did a lot of rounds of that. And then it eventually, you know, the different rounds were, of course, different stages, different mm. iterations of the of the MVP. So it became yeah. better and better as we proved sort of bigger and bigger assumptions yep. um and then you know we saw that it was grow and then we we launched like a beta product i would say an alpha product we launched okay. an alpha product um, we advertised it with a budget of like a thousand pesos every month wow for facebook mm-hmm. and then we saw that we were growing at a pretty good clip we were growing 12 percent week on week what? so parang it was pretty consistent so sabi namin, okay so yeah people like the idea People are open to the idea of like a completely op- a completely online thing, mm-hmm. doing something that is very important for them. So that's where it started. No, so that so the next step was okay. So that made sense. Let's push it further. Um, that's when we developed the first prototype available to people, which is like the beta version of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 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 growth still continued. It was still twelve percent week on week, and then wow. eventually we we turned it into. Um, a paid model. You know, a, a big thing about it was that it was 12% week on week because it was free. But when we started, you know, charging for it, of course, you know, things changed. But we saw that it still was gaining a lot of attention. People were still signing up. No? So, mm-hmm. so it, it still had a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, that's where like the that's where it all like I would say snowballed na. Yeah. Um the growth was for me, and maybe just to also go back to your question a while ago on like the okay. jump, no? Like yeah. when did you say it would make sense for you to jump? I was employed because the whole time we were doing ah, the pitch, okay. we were doing idea space, I was employed. Yep. I did the jump when the 12% week on week thing sort yeah, of became consistent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I saw, okay, this has potential. 
Okay. And that was, you know, that was enough for me to say, okay, so yeah, let's let's save a little bit, let's live on that for a little while, and then let's mm-hmm. focus on trying to make Taksumo as big as we can. Okay, perfect. Now I I want to ask a couple of things. So through the idea space process, right? Aside from mm-hmm. again helping you accelerate the growth and being able to validate properly. Okay, you because <laughs> here's here's a lot of uh, what I see in the startup founders. Uh, and again, if you're listening to this and you're a first time startup founder, it doesn't mean that you're asking questions that they're already validating, because the structure of mm-hmm. how you actually validate your questions and how scientific it is matters. So you know, using the javelin mm-hmm. board, using the lean startup machine, yeah. whatever the hell you want it, teaches you mm-hmm. how to properly structure. Because if you're asking questions that are Bias towards the answers that you want. Of course, you're gonna get the answer that you yes. want. Exactly. Still a flawed product, exactly. Right mm-hmm. now, IdeaSpace also provides you the the, the resources to do that. However, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. infinite. All right, it's good enough to start. Mm-hmm. Up, right, and when you took the jump, mm-hmm. you know you you now have that. Um, after you then put uh, made it a paid product, I have a question. So you said there's always gonna be some drop offs, right? What was mm. the first punch you took? When you say a punch, uh, this is the big one of the. Is it? It's not you know just free flowing. There's always some mm. walls you're gonna hit. What was that biggest yeah. wall that you hit, and how did you overcome that wall? The biggest wall was train tax reform. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, because uh, the biggest part of like you know the big um, chunk of users that we had were freelancers um, and individuals and they would file their taxes on a monthly basis so the pain was very much there you know when train happened when tax reform happened that monthly um, uh, regularity became quarterly oh man so 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 of course the pain changed you know Um, it became um less of a pain basically so right. so we had to adjust yeah. um so initially we were a subscription product we were monthly we were monthly and annual you know very basic and then um, when train happened we turned it into a per filing model whenever you mm-hmm. file a cart that's when you pay yes a la carte the interesting thing about that, sorry, I may be telling. <laughs> I think oh, 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 oh. I, I've no, gone beyond. I know uh, this is uh, this is what passengers allow. Okay, overshare <laughs> all you can. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, because you you mentioned the first punch that was that tax reform. Yeah. You know, so we had to sort of like adjust. Okay, how mm-hmm. can we, how can we still sort of like get the same level of revenue if people aren't you know, won't assign the same pain relief anymore, you know? So we fixed that with tax filing, um, uh, with the, sorry, with the per filing uh, payment Mm. model. Uh, But, you know, later on, we found out that there were some, um, you know, people started associating sort of like the pain of paying for our service with the pain of paying taxes. Mm. So we now looked for a way to sort of like decouple that. Got How it. can we remove the pain of paying taxumo from the Got pain it. of paying taxes? Yeah. So, you know, so we did some things. We added value to the product. That's why mm-hmm. it now has a lot of functionalities. Now we have yeah. partner CPAs who can help you. Um, and, you know, so so now, you know, that's that sort of like how the product evolved. Really, it was, you know, uh, because I think the thing with taxes is that it's affected a lot by regulation. And as much as possible, we try to sort of not. I would say I wouldn't say influence, but we have our our ears on the ground. Okay. We make sure that we're ready to adjust 
when it does happen. So yeah. far, it has worked for us, you know, but that that's the challenge. It's a mm-hmm. very fast, surprisingly, taxes, given how boring it is, yeah. it's very, it changes very, very quickly. Correct. Um, you know, so, so you, you, we always have to make sure that we know the latest. So, because that's our promise to our customers. Yeah. You don't have to know the latest because the backend adjusts for you. So, yeah. we make sure that happens. So, yun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, 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 the question I have is this: when that pivot, that first punch happened, right? That will also affect cash flow, because before every month you have a significant mm-hmm. amount of cash flow, and now it became a quarterly thing, right? Um, how are mm-hmm. you able to? And now it becomes not 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 really seasonal, but there are now, you know, peaks and valleys of where that cash is going to come in, and you can pretty pretty much yes. Um, mm-hmm. How did you survive the lean months? Uh, while those that that influxion of 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 transactions happen, right? Essentially, it was um, to survive. We had to make sure that the earnings we got on the months where we made money were enough to cover like the other months. Mm, makes sense. So that's where it started. No, that's one part of it. The other part was we added additional services. We started doing business registration, business ah. renewal. Um, yeah, that's Taksumo Consult. You know, yeah. we we're you know you can talk to how that. So that's that's essentially how we sort of like complemented the revenue that that you know that we generated on a very on a quarterly basis, basically. Okay, now let's talk about dynamics inside. So you guys are co-founders, <laughs> right? Do you have yes. another co-founder yeah. that helped you out? And how did you now build the team up so that it becomes, uh, you know, because most most also startup founders also are not fortunate enough to get uh, a co-founder that they want right away. You know, sometimes mm, there's, yeah. there's multiple iterations of that founding team. And then until you only find the right one, then it, it also just... Uh, creates that hockey stick growth, I guess, that they, they like to call it. But for you, how is the mm-hmm. dynamic of who does what on how you mm-hmm. guys uh, execute as a team? And how did you surround yourself with the right supporting cast to be able to do that as well? Yeah, so we are four uh, co-founders. So it's EJ uh, as the CEO and I handle operations. We also have Evan, who mm. is, who handles marketing, and our chief legal officer, who is an attorney, is Kevin. So that's the original. Well, I, I wouldn't say original because we had uh, previous co-founders, but they only lasted like during the uh, the conceptualization phase. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I still consider like uh, Kevin and Evan original because they were still there. They were there early on. Um, so how we got to find Evan was I worked with him um, through Manila Workshop. So he was a partner venue. So he was working for freelancer.com. I don't know if you know, Ron, but that's uh, yep, one of the yep. biggest, like, um, yeah, freelancing I platforms. I freelancer too at one um, point. So it's yes, yeah. So freelancer, yes, freelancer.com. So I I um, met him there because he was the community uh, Southeast Asia community managed regional uh, regional communications communications director there, regional communications director for freelancer.com. And then for (laughs) Kevin Aman, um, we were actually family friends with his older brother. So his older brother is also an attorney, but he focuses more on corporate. So he said that um, we should speak to his younger brother, um, <laughs> Kevin, because Kevin focuses more on taxes. So just like, um, well, in Kevin's case, no, we didn't know him. 
because yeah. obviously we knew his brother, but he really we really didn't know him. Mm-hmm. So we had to go on dates, the, the usual process yeah. of like getting to know you. We went on several dates, negotiated mm-hmm. for uh, things with him. So in terms of like the day to day things that we're doing right now, no, the day to day tasks, uh, most of the direction really um, is set by EJ and yeah. talking and raising funds is is. EJ and the finance stuff is EJ, <laughs> <laughs> and then because that's his forte, got it. So in terms of marketing, because Evan and Kevin are not full time, no, okay. most of uh, yeah. So I handle operations, I handle customer service as well, mm-hmm. and then I have a team, the CSRs, the customer service representatives. Okay. My operations team also handles the day to day back end processes. Okay. Um, Kevin, man, handles like. Any any government relationship stuff. So speaking with the government, talking to BIR, talking to the different agencies, um, LGUs, that's his uh, forte. And then Evan naman is really uh, for marketing. No? Like how do we grow this? How do we how do we acquire users? Nice. So there. But oftentimes, obviously, like um, there are things that blur the lines really right. like in terms of like tasks mm-hmm. uh but we do uh as, well as much as possible no we really help each other mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's it's just the direction like mm-hmm. if you're set or bent on achieving like a certain metric mm-hmm. all of you like push everyone else or like push yourselves also to get that no to achieve mm-hmm. that so um, it really doesn't matter who does what they, at the end right. of the day, but so we achieve that end goal. Yeah, that's correct. And there's no such thing as the finite job description in a startup. You need to be a Swiss, yes, team, right? If you're gonna be a screwdriver yes. today, prepare to be uh, a hammer tomorrow, you know, because you, you have to that's be true, uh, multifaceted, uh, in that sense. Now, you mentioned, Ginger, that there are metrics that people have to gang up on and you know, just uh, fall in line to. From from your point of view, um, what are those metrics that you care about the most? Because again, especially mm-hmm. in taxation, this is very numbers driven, and one false move can fuck shit up, right? Uh, to say the least. So, what what are the yeah. things that you uh, care about the most that uh, that that allow you to operate on a day to day basis uh, that are, that that's uh, still remain focused as well? Yeah, at the end of the day, Kaseron, our, our mission really is the, uh, to help in the UNDP goals. So UNDP goal number eight, especially, which is decent work for all. So we what we want to do is to help businesses sustain themselves. And you'll notice, I, I don't know if you've seen the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor. It's it's a report that says in the Philippines, 60% of the businesses fail because of cash flow, because of, they don't have finance uh, financing. No? So any form of financing for, for capital, for business. So that's what we want to help out with in the end. So in terms of the metrics, uh, we have what we call the OKRs. So we do no. that as well. So uh, yeah, OKRs is a method. Mm-hmm. Yes, objectives, key results. So so you can uh, people can search about it and yeah. basically Google it. No? So we'll it's have it in the show notes by... if you want to check it out. Don't worry. Yes, please. Share. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so there. So OKR. So we are all of our objectives 
and key results is aligned with that mission. So, uh, yeah, eventually we want to help a lot of these businesses employ other people in the community. So right now we know that 70%, almost 70% of our business owners in Taksumo are women. And wow. women play a big part in the community, exactly. Mm-hmm. No? So, so marami talaga, um, a lot of the women in the Philippines start a business. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe just as an, uh, an assumption. No? Like, mm-hmm. um, where, the men, kasi, they, they have stable jobs. So the yeah. women, it's, it's the women who tries to delve into like different entrepreneurial stuff. Mm-hmm. or side businesses or even freelancing to earn extra revenue for the household. So maybe that's the reason why. The we other don't know mommy gingers of the world doing entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes, we, there, we have a lot of mompreneurs right? all around. There so wow, there. that's amazing. So, yeah. Okay, now let's take our last break and when we come back, let's pay it forward and uh, teach people how to actually not fuck their taxes up. Well, let's talk about them more after <laughs> the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. 
So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with EJ and Mami Jinch, our boleta of Taksumo. So again, told us amazing, uh, you know, how, how you how you built Taksumo. So, you know, there's this one great equalizer, another wall that hit everybody up. You know, it's called mm-hmm. COVID-19. Whoever ate that bat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, eat the bat. We could have just let him alone, left alone. Now we're, now we're all fucking fucked up. Okay, so... Uh, Everybody had to adjust. A lot of people lost their businesses. A lot of people yeah. lost, you know, everybody got walloped. Nobody's immune, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, literally and physically. Um, for you, how did you adapt uh, your, your operations, given that it's now predominantly all remote? And, you know, the business that uh, we used to cater to are now few and far between. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that much cash flow. How did that impact you and how did you pivot to to be becoming more sustainable. Yeah, I would say for operations, uh, we adapted quickly because yeah. as a software as a service, um, there's not much really that that um, in terms of operations that was affected by by the pandemic because we do everything online. Yeah. So even before the pandemic, we used to um, for uh, communicating with the team, we use Slack. <laughs> So, so everything was there. We use Google Drive. So we all we use all of these tools. Even Taxumo is online, so it's cloud based. So, um, we weren't affected that much. Um, so what we did was really stopped our rent. So I think that was the biggest thing. So we realized that we did we didn't need an office. So that was a big huge savings for us, which we diverted to marketing. The reason why we diverted the funds to marketing was that, um. During the time that the lockdown was announced, that was March 15, yeah. mid-March, 
right? So uh, people were already thinking of their April 15 deadline, yes. their annual ITR. Mm-hmm. So people were scrambling, what do I do? And when I say people, those are like taxpayers, accountants, everybody. Like, what do I do? How do I pay taxes now? Uh, just for everyone's uh, sake, no? Like, uh, I know you have viewers who are not from the Philippines. I, I Sorry, uh, listeners who are not from the Philippines. And taxes here in the Philippines means like printing out forms, going to the bank within the city where your business is located and paying yeah. in an authorized bank. So... Yeah. A branch, exactly, authorized yeah. branch. So yeah, so that's that's how tedious it was. So that's why people were now thinking, like, what do I do at this point in time? So we had to get the word out. So we diverted the funds to marketing, so be, to be able to reach more people. So that's it. And another thing would be really taking into consideration employees, you know, the the welfare of the employees. Like, uh, how do and and. Okay, you mentioned like physical, right? But we also have that uh, emotional, uh, physical and mental. You mentioned physical and mental, but emotional state of people as well. So we needed to keep them motivated at this point in time. So um, until this day, Ron, we have this thing called um, our sinks. Every Tuesday, we have uh, themes. Oh, <laughs> we wow. have themes. Okay. Yeah, so we Rose have like sort of a Cinderella costume party. <laughs> exactly. Costume party. Very no? close. Yeah, I would very pay close. I right? EJ in a <laughs> uniform. Tapos na, sayang. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, so we would give prizes also. So that's what keeps them motivated wow. and like to join every cross-function cross mm-hmm. or all-hands-on-deck meeting yeah. every Tuesdays. And it was actually featured by some mm-hmm. publications like Manila wow. Bulletin. So they featured like how we keep our companies and uh, our yeah. employees engaged. Mm-hmm. And also so the culture. I, you I mean the culture that way. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. A big part of um, like we were, how we were able to sort of make sure everyone was on the same page, because yeah. Ginger mentioned the OKRs yeah. every week. Those OKRs and our performance against those OKRs are updated. Oh wow! So weekly ev- cycle. It's yes. a weekly cycle wow. for us. So everyone knows where we are. Everyone wow. knows what the priority is. So mm-hmm. everyone, you know, for example, if the devs are working on something, mm-hmm. and they realize, hey. This wasn't the priority we aligned. Correct. Let's change. Let's let's shift priorities. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. They can do that, and we yeah. give them the flexibility and the freedom to do yeah. so, because you know we we know that they are aligned with what yeah. we as an as a company mm-hmm. know is important. Got it. So that 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 helps with making sure that even though we're not together, we're still working on the same things. Got it. Yeah. And then every quarter, that's when we do the deep dive. Ah. So really like deep dive into what happened during the quarter. Because we know like OKRs is like a quarterly Quarter, thing, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. yeah, quarterly. But yeah, there. That, that's amazing. And again, that, that's a testament to how you kept the North Star constant and being flexible on how you get to the North Star. Because again, in a startup, there's no such thing. No matter how good you are as a planner, shit will mm. fall apart. Yeah, you, know? you will never see every single thing, and you need to be adaptable. And I think that's why most startups are the most uh, uh, equipped for this pandemic because Mm-mm. we're so used to shit changing on a day to day basis. That ah, okay, so yeah, this is normal. It's just uh, mm-hmm. now we're just home based now. Um, I have a question on uh, cash flow. 
because mm. I'm let me just assume and I think I have a good assumption on this that you're one of the very few startups that are profitable from the get-go because you are uh, you're aware of your your metrics correct me if I'm wrong um, but you're now able to generate enough revenue because a lot of startups actually fail to monetize what their business or their value proposition is for you from day one you're able to monetize that after you then made it a paid service how do you make sure that those metrics of those margins are actually enough to sustain and actually grow everything and also uh, maintain uh, the, the, the momentum going to that North Star that you yet said. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so, so we're not yet completely in the black. I would have to correct you on that. Okay. Um, um, and, and the reason is we are actively driving towards growth so you're still on growth. Um, okay that's mm-hmm. fine because you're you're so, doubling down on growth though because yeah. if you just sat on your margins and just be okay we're okay with this then yeah you're profitable but it remain small exactly yes yeah. that's a very good point Ron. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people you know um they create businesses that are you know they're they're i think they're uh, the right term is lifestyle businesses yes they're businesses that sort of sustain themselves and they give the founders and the people involved a comfortable living yeah. uh but you know we are driven by a chip on our shoulder yeah. we want to make something happen and we won't be able to make that something happen if we do it you know, very slowly, Correct. very methodically, if we just bootstrap it in the truest sense of the word where we just basically use the funds that come in. No? We won't be able to make that change mm-hmm. now. And we want that change to happen now because, I mean, opportunity, I mean, OFWs, for example, they're coming home, right? Yep. Because there are no longer any opportunities in those other countries. So a lot of them are coming home. So we want to create those opportunities here, make them realize that, hey, to become successful, you don't need to leave the country because opportunities are here. We want to make that change happen as quickly as possible. And that change will only happen if we're able to drive growth. Exactly. No, so that's the thing. Now, as for your question, how do we make sure that we have sort of enough to, I guess, to, to reach to that goal? Over. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so that one is very, very, uh, it's a very, very methodical, Excel-heavy process, Google-sheets-heavy process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say that it's very, um, the spending that we incur is very, uh, is planned out. Everything we spend nice. is planned out. Um, everything that, uh, we question everything. Like when we create the budgets um, on a quarterly basis, we always ask, uh, we always come from zero, and okay. build up from there, you know. Okay. Um, it's it's never going to be like because I came from corporate. I was corporate right. for seventeen years, and when we did budgets before, it was an increment of last quarter or last year's budget. Yes, you know, yes. Um, So it was very easy. And as corp, you were thinking, how can I spend all of my budget so that I get this budget again next year? It's very government related, though. So the, the thinking is very much like that now mm. in a startup we question everything all of our spending yeah. we ask okay is this does this make sense to spend this now right. or should we save this money and spend it when people are really yeah. thinking about taxes you know mm-hmm. so there are um you know decision points that we make that are you know that that basically question everything that we spend yeah. aside from that you know we do have for example promos discounts mm. stuff like that because when the pandemic happened we saw that 70 percent of the users on taxumo reported decreased income yeah 30 percent of the users on, Tax- on taxumo said they did not have any income 
Wow, that's scary. So, yeah, that's scary. So, you know, so, okay, how can we live true to our promise of helping these people mm-hmm. if we don't adjust to their needs right now? Mm-hmm. So, during the pandemic, we got our normal monthly number in terms of signups became 500%, times five of our normal wow. monthly during the pandemic. What? Because, yeah, because I think a lot of them were like looking for, because a lot of them were saying, hey, um, I won't be able to go to my RDO na. Maybe you can help me, you know? So, so, there, so there's like that, no? So people are starting to be open to the idea of Taksumo. Um, so we got that number of signups, no? But at the okay. same time, of course, we got a lot of subscriptions. But, you know, we lowered our pricing during that time mm. because we wanted to make sure that, mm. you know, the change we were doing... Um, you know, it's still there. It's still yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. And you can accommodate more people, though again, lower margins, but the volume is there that you've never had before in terms of pre-pandemic uh growth, you know. Yeah, yeah. so that was crazy. That is amazing. And uh uh, just mad props to again you being able to prepare those budgets and again you mentioned something about budgets is because in corporate yes you're there to think of how you're going to spend that money but in a startup you're going to think about okay how am i going to spend that money but wait wait how the hell am i going to get that money first what am i going to spend if i don't have that money ah <laughs> uh, yes that's it's true the funding yes. the, the financing that you know that that this all uh encompassing term that uh, this uh, that is a uh, Present yeah. in our startup, runway, right? Mm. You know, if you don't have runway, how the hell are you gonna spend shit? No, you know, now you have to worry about rent. You have to worry about payroll. You have to worry about everything Correct. else, right? So, good luck. But I, that's my last question before we pay it forward. How you're? How you said if you're not yet in the black, how are you mm. able to sustain that aggressive uh, stance on growth? Um, while mm. you're trying to grow, um, did you raise f- further <coughs> financing after Idea Space? How did you get that done? And um, uh, where are you guys at that in, at that point? Right. So yes. Yeah. So um, after Idea Space, when we launched the product, we started getting paying customers. Um, we started to shop around for investors. Okay. I, is that the right term? Shop That's around. Okay. But, but yeah, pitch, but we started looking for like investors. Pitch, pitch around. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. Um, yeah. Which is so weird for me because I am the most introverted yeah. person I know. No? Yep. So it always it felt like, <laughs> it always felt like, you know, I was like imposing on people when I was trying to sell something, which is of course not the case at all. Like rationally, it doesn't make sense that that's how I think, but that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, so so anyways, enough about me. So, so we started looking around for, for investors. Right. We found a venture builder <clears throat> in Singapore. Ah, wow. Who, yeah, so they invested... Uh, so seed funding came from them. Okay. There was that investor. And we also had an angel investor locally in the Philippines. In an angel. Yeah, he was an angel. Uh, in the truest sense of the word. <laughs> he was an angel. Because it was super. Yeah, the halo ru- ru- and wings running around. Right? Yeah, yes. no. Oh, so so we had that. And we were they gave us a runway that was supposed to last for, I think, a year. We were able yeah. to stretch it to two. That's amazing. Frugal. Um, Frugal, yes. oh, oh. Really na money, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, 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 last year, yeah, last year we raised a bridge round. Nice. Uh, because we saw how you know we saw how train affected us. We we sort of knew okay how are we gonna okay. dance around train right. and all of this. So we already knew there was a formula that that we were able to follow. Na 
So we raised a bridge round to extend uh, to to sort of like uh, facilitate the growth further of right. the company. Um, and that bridge round was with Maine Manila Angel mm-hmm. Investors Network. So Maine, they, they James Lett yeah. and the rest of the yeah. main people, right? There's yeah, so many of them. Right? Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. they invested in Taksumo that gave nice. us enough of a runway. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we were able to um, to <coughs> sorry to stretch it to to grow with that. With that money, um, it's yeah. End of the day, I think what really helped us was, especially with Maine, was there was enough mm-hmm. traction already. Yes. And um, number two, I think it was a matter of there were there was a lot of shared visions and shared culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning the investors we got were not me. I'm not a party person, and oh, there are I'm investors. I'm a party person before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pero, yeah, pero, pero, pero I'm not so 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 you know um you know like like you would see like shows like Silicon Valley stuff like that yeah, you know they yeah. would you would see them like booking deals in parties where people the are drunk stuff like that yeah the yeah. clubs I yeah. and that is not my scene at all I am too old for that <laughs> um so 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 that doesn't work for me no so so you know the people that we got had the same values they had the same sort of like view in terms of like what's wrong with the Philippines, the things yep. that we wanted to change with the Philippines, they had the same mm. view. We, they, we shared the same vision okay. and uh, they knew how I liked working and they worked with me that way. Got it. So, so you know, because I think uh, what works with me is that you don't, you should, you cannot be too hands-on because mm-hmm. I think that's not, that doesn't work for a startup because we, we have to change very quickly. We have to adjust very quickly. So Super. you can't be too hands-on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so the investors that we got uh, re- recognize that, you know, okay. so they are, you know, they're there to help, mm-hmm. but they're not there to sort of like impose. This is what I think. They know mm-hmm. the process that, you know, this is what was validated by the market. There is no one that says, I'm the market, so I know what the market needs. That is yeah. like the worst thing that you could say to someone who knows Correct. his shit, no? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so people who are like that, you know, we, you know, they're they're not investors. But the investors we got are very like mindful of okay, so what did your data show? Mm-hmm. So we were we were in the same wavelength in terms of like making every decision database and stuff like that. So that, I think mm-hmm. more than the cash, that was what's important. And that's a classic case of taking smart money. When you say smart yeah. money, because anybody can throw money at something, but if there's mm-hmm. an investor and founder fit where you share values, you share the same, or they're going to impose you that they're going to start treating you like employees, then that's a recipe for a disaster right there. Because mm-hmm. a, a proper angel, especially for angels at a high, uh, at, at an early stage, you, you need to make sure you get that fit because it can make or break you. It's such a delicate time. If you choose the right or the wrong angel, you get sharked out or you get all these, uh, you have the wrong person in your board. That's that's the beginning and the end for you. But that's great that you uh, you found the right investors so that you can continue mm-hmm. on the growth because somehow some way after you hit a certain inflection point that red will turn into black anyway and again congratulations mm-hmm. yeah those investors will be probably super happy because the effect of the pandemic to you is a mighty 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 positive right there okay all right yes. now let's pay it forward with just a couple of questions uh before i let you go because i know you got to do some parenting stuff but uh first question um you, despite that you guys still still do Paraxumo, you're still able to manage side hustles well as well. You know, um, uh, for startup founders, I, I'm, I technically hustle share is my side hustle, but it's more like right. therapy because I get to 
you know, learn from my fellow startup founders. I learn so much from every single episode that I feature. But for you, how are you able to still maintain focus on your startup and still do side hustles? Because, you know, you got to pay the bills. You want some nice things in life. You got to earn extra for that. You know, the startup should never be your main or your main and only source of income because you will die with your startup if you do that. Um, but for you, um, how are you able to manage that? Yeah, I think it's about support also, no? Like, surrounding yourself with supportive people. Like, if EJ uh, didn't support me as much, I, I wouldn't get to do, like, a lot of these things, like blogging, vlogging, uh, right? Like, starting all of these projects on the side. Um, so, it's really... And also, I think it's a skill, no? Of compartmentalizing stuff. Like, you know when to stop uh, working. And like you run like what i do on the side it's really therapeutic for me as well i like i like talking to people i like i like thinking of things uh i like thinking of new things and i get so excited about these things and that's what keeps me sane (laughs) at this point in time like you you need to find things that keeps you sane and Mm -hmm. to be productive founders uh, rest is very important Mm -hmm. ej is a uh grab it hands down when it comes to skill of like uh stopping when it comes to like family time stopping work like i don't want to work when it's 6 p.m let's not talk about it i really have a hard time and it's a struggle for me to do that Mm -hmm. so it has to be seen as work in leisure time namin has to be seen as work for me to stop working (laughs) yeah so yeah so he teaches me really you know when it comes to that like he he controls me when it comes to overworking as well and and that's very important because you get to the point when you're burnt out when when you constantly work you don't have limits Mm -hmm. so you know that you should stop and rest at certain points yeah in time and peaks and valleys you you can't go 100 miles per hour all the time right mm-hmm. as a founder you know you live through your next battle and the worst the, the most important person you should take care of is yourself and your sanity yes if you're not 100 yeah. percent, dude you're gonna die right and your your startup relies mm-hmm. on your best calls every fucking day you know sorry yeah mm-hmm. think i doesn't listen to this you know you shouldn't <laughs> i cast too much okay. all right now um last question uh especially for businesses how what should they do in terms of properly doing their taxes because again till now i'm still sure that there's a big chunk of people who don't know how to tackle this properly and how important mm-hmm. is uh in tax sumo in this equation Right. Um, so I think, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions that we've seen people have is, uh, number one, taxes is done annually. So that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Taxes is done if you're an individual every quarter. If you're lucky enough to be assigned other tax types, mm-hmm. then it's monthly. Yeah. Uh, and different dates within the month, right? I'm sure you know that. Right? that on so line. annoying. They need that. That's like the biggest misconception. No? So we, we have to teach people. So a big part of what we do is education. A big part of what we do is telling people this is how it goes. No? So that's the first one. The second biggest misconception that we get is that a lot of people think that if they get paid and their client already withheld a certain amount, then they already paid their taxes. That is untrue. 
because you still have to file your own. That company just take took care of their own taxes, yep. you know. So you have to pay your own, except that you know whatever was withheld from you, you can deduct that basically, you know. Mm. So that's something that a lot of people don't understand. That they don't file because they feel that that other company, that their client, essentially did it already for yep. them. So again, you know, we have to educate them. And the thing is, here's the thing, Noron. A lot of uh, well, a lot of people actually approached us because the BIR. Uh, in their last annual anniversary party that we were able to attend, they were very proud of this data analytics team that they built. And they've started reaping the benefits of data analytics. Finally. We have, yeah, we have seen people. I'm not sure if that's good news, no? But uh, there, we have Dancing seen people. in the beach uh, of Dolomat. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but here's the thing. The peop- we have seen people who approached us telling us, hey, I'm not registered. I don't pay taxes. How did... How did the BIR know that I'm supposed to pay taxes? Because the BIR's data analytics is now working. Wow. So now a lot of people, a lot of people think as long as they don't register, they can sort of like hide under the radar. No. Apparently, they're that's watching no you now. Oh, ha. There you go. They're very good at that, no. And some people mm-hmm. naman nalaman nila kasi bumili ng kotse. So the BIR started looking into their records. May ganon. So parang ang galing Paano na, I mean, diba? Which makes sense. How did you earn your money to buy that car? Right. Uh, so, so stuff like that. No? So the BIR is getting better at that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we want to make sure that the people's, you know, that people's first experience with paying taxes is not negative. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure, you know, we want to help you understand that, you know, make this whole game work for you. Yeah. You want to get a loan later on? If you don't, if you're not a legitimate business, who can you get a loan from? Loan sharks who will I charge you an arm and a leg, diba? Yeah. But but if you want to get a loan from an institutional, uh, f- uh, like, a, like a bank, basically, yeah. you have to show that you have a certain, you know, a, a history, a financial history that makes you worth it to loan to. Exactly. No? So, 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 you know, so, so you have to understand that, you know, Taxes and sort of the documentation and the history that that gives you is not a net negative. Correct. Play the game and you'll be able to sort of understand how to make those documents and that history work for you. That's a thing. That is amazing. And again, it's a civic duty, right? Don't be ashamed. Mm. I, mean, I know it can be quite frustrating when you see, you know, the government doesn't spend it right. But again, everybody's in the same boat. So you do it right. And now we have a solution again. Thank you very much, Mommy Jinj and EJ, for sharing your amazing hustle. But before I let you go, please invite people over of how they can use Taxumo and what can they get if they do sign up. Okay, so all you need to do is go to www.taxumo.com. So if you uh, just sign up, click on the sign up button. If you have questions on ta- on taxation, we also have Taxumo Consult. So it's one of the tabs there. But if you just want to ask uh, anything no, about like using the system, there's a chat button that you can click on so that you can talk to one of our customer advocates. So yeah, that's as simple as it, really. Yeah. Again, and the benefit... Yep. Super. Sorry, Ron. And the go, benefits go, go, go. is amazing. No? So you don't have to line up at the bank or the government office at this point in time. If you're scared uh, of going out, no, you can stay at home and you can file and pay at home. Uh, and yeah, and we will help you. We will help educate you on the uh, found on the things that you need to know about taxes when you're getting into business and freelancing. And again, yeah. I'm not even going to... Guess them here if they ain't the shit. So they're the best <laughs> in class 
in solving this problem. Thanks, and I wish you all the best. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. Just click the follow button so you will get more of this. And again, if we did say some jargon or OKRs or whatnot, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And again, if you want to help build this show, follow us in the hustleshare community on Facebook to check it out and lastly message us on our chatbot we don't have you up there but it's going to be the m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot eh again mommy ginge and ej thank you very much thank, thank you so you. much ron thank thanks you, for ron. having us all right and i'll see you guys in the next episode peace